Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, the Bill Simmons podcast. Check it out on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What the f*** you, Ian, right? What the f*** you? What the f*** you? Hi everyone, welcome to Righty's House. Hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Darwin, Nunez's headbutt. Um, then we're going to talk about Arsenal's win over Leicester. And we're going to give some flowers to Jamie Bino-Gittins after his first Bundesliga goal. And my guest is Mr. Ryan Hunt. How are you doing, Mr. Ryan Hunt? Hi, Mr. Ian Wright. Rilo Ren. Ryan oh, on the echo. Rice Gahud the echo. Bundesliga. <laughs> Ryan Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, someone's got to stick up for that fucking league. In our I chat, know, in our chat. You got some, you got kicked around the place, bro. We'll speak about it later, but you got Nunez. You got Nunez in the <laughs> Nunez. chat. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, what was I going to say? How's everything, bro? Yeah, all right, man. Thanks. Yeah, you doing cool? all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging yeah, in there. Man. The study I listened to the other day, you know what I mean? It was, uh, I th- I th- that was fantastic. And some of the stuff you're, oh, thanks, man. you're speaking about, the deepness and deepness. Um, that was um, very touching to me as well. And that's why I sent you the message. But the fact is, right, I was, mm-hmm. um, I got to say about the other stuff we were talking about, you know, the stuff we can't talk about, what fans like, I was in the pub, I was in the mm. pub the other day, but come and say, there's, uh, why aren't you lot saying anything? Why aren't you lot saying anything? And it's like what you were saying on, um, on Stadio. You have to try and explain to people, you, you, you can't actually say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the, the, all the, all the, legal, all the legalities, but... I think it's especially difficult for you because you and I, you know, one of the things that, for those who aren't aware of what we're talking about on the Stadio episode last week, Moose and I were talking about, you know, like yes. fan bias and reaction to troubling allegations or criticism of a club. And we, ha- we wanted to do it in more of a general way because I don't think it's about any specific mm. case. I think it's about the whole, when yes. anything like that comes out. And especially in a week where, you know, Benjamin Mondi went to trial and more details are coming yeah. out about his allegations and the stuff that he's been charged with, mm-hmm. which is, which are grim. Um, sorry, just apologies if you hear any noises in the background. They're doing some construction <laughs> next door. They've just, they just, they've and just they fired up. Fire they up. wait for us yeah. to record and then they fire up the mega drill. 
but yeah, so, you know, uh, the Ryan Giggs trial and the details coming out about that and they're horrible. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that we talked about with the unnamed Premier League footballer that had been charged and we, we talked about it. The point was, if people don't hear about it often on the podcast, they assume that it's a deliberate thing just you don't, to swerve you're not, you're it. staying but, away you know, from you it. You know, you and I have had yeah, conversations about this behind the scenes and how, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just... It's just, it's troubling. Yeah, because this is frustrating for you, I think, especially yeah, someone yeah. who is a lot more high profile and, you know, on places like Match of the Day. And it's just, mm. you want to, but you can't often and more often than not. So anyway, but yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the kind words about it, man, because yeah, we, yeah. we wanted to do it. We're recording this on a Tuesday. We need, you know what we need to start with? Go on. I never thought I'd see the day that mm. on Monday Night Football we'd have Carragher being like, and then look here. He turns and that is actually when he goes to headbutt Anderson. <laughs> We've got the slow-mo <laughs> Skypad breakdown of new Darwin right. Nunez. Because I, I was doing that for the Premier League. When it first happened, I didn't quite see how much of the, the, head, the head hit the face. But when you watch, when I watch, because I'd done some analysis in the first half for that game. And my analysis was built on Nunez. And the fact that his link-up play is coming towards the ball. Um, Anderson, the way Anderson played him was for me, exactly how you play um, a player making his debut um, in a, a club that they, they actually need to win, coming up against a very experienced defender. And when you watch what he done, it was from a defender and from a opposing team point of view going to Anfield, he played him perfectly. If somebody's, if somebody's um, analysed and looked at him and seen, you know what, this guy's He's, he's, he'll go because the things that you do I remember mm-hmm. I remember being at Palace when I was at Palace people knew that I had a short fuse and I did have a short fuse like I even mentioned it last night listen mm. I had a short fuse I got sent off in my career maybe four times um, you know a couple I think was for like you know two yellows and it was never like it wasn't like that kind of stuff it was just like you know, just going over the top. Like I remember there was one where I got sent off um, against Leeds for West Ham. Ian Hart, I just went in for a challenge like you do. And Ian Hart went down like I've, I've, I've like poleaxed him. And before the referee, was, he already had the card out and I felt wronged. And as I was um, disputing it, he just sent me off. But what I saw from that game is like I was saying, at Palace, you could play in a game like that where people knew you've got a short fuse. And I got it a lot. And they were doing everything what they'd done to Nunez. Like when the ball's up the other end, they're pulling you. You know, they just push you in the back. You know what I mean? They just get close when they don't need to. You know, when, when you're getting ready to run, they just grab your arm. So you, you're, it's all awkward. So what it's doing... It's like the accumulative buildup of... It's exactly of, what it was. And yeah. when I watch it, I think there's, a, there's something on Twitter. I think it's on Redman. I think Redman put it, put it on. And it's, it, it just shows... You know when people say, oh, welcome to the, welcome to the Premier League. This is what it's about. That was pretty much it. What what we saw last night. Now, you know, in, it's the kind of thing like Dennis. Dennis got that. Remember, people. You speak about Dennis now. But the last thing people say about Dennis Burkamp is, um, yeah, but he's got a little bit of nasty side to him. Now you've Actually. got, that, yeah, you've got to have that in you naturally. But when Dennis came, he came from Italy, where you know he would go down. You know, he touched him. He would do. And like, I remember like Tony, everybody, you had to have a word of him. Even when I used to speak to him because we roomed together, you just speak to him about Dennis. Even if 
you feel like it's, you know, it's a foul and that you have got to do more to make them see that this is not going to get to you. Because what happened to us with Dennis's first, like, might have been 10 games until Southampton, he scored two great goals, was he was targeted. That's mm. what's going to happen to Nunez. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he will, especially now. That's absolutely, the bad thing about absolutely. This. Especially yeah. because what I said last night, Ryan, was um, Liverpool, I think their, their red card offences is very minimal. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's lot, very, yeah. very minimal. And when's the last time you've seen, if you really look, Ryan, at a team in the top echelons of their league player that's got a fuse that can go like that? You don't see it. No, not a lot. No. You just don't see it. And I was astonished. But at the same time, when you look at the, the way Anderson played him, played a blinder on him. Yeah, but also I think, I think the thing that's worth pointing out is that Anderson doesn't actually do anything particularly special no. or out of the ordinary or he doesn't even really rough no. him up. It's just interesting you talk about Dennis because I think Dennis going down a little bit, if you think about how, how kind of gritty and how elite defensively Serie A was at yeah. the time that he left and came mm-hmm. to England, you kind of had to go down yeah. a lot of the time just to be noticed yeah. that something was going on. So I think that it was, I think with, <clears throat> with Darwin Nunez, for example, here, there's a lot going through mm. his mind. Like he's a young player, it's his yeah. home debut or competitive home he's debut. He's chomping at the bit. Yeah. You know, there's, he, 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 he wants to impress mm-hmm. that the immediate loss, obviously three games out is not good for them because they've got a lot of people yeah. missing at the moment. But I think in the long term, I think this is a massive positive for Liverpool, actually. For him. For, for Darwin Nunez to learn this lesson straight, straight away. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be the learning curve for him because, like, what's going to happen? It's just like, if you switch that around, right? So if we had an experienced number nine playing against an inexperienced um, centre-half, um, you learn from that experience because what you're going to do as, uh, like, if it was a Shearer against someone, like, mm. if, if Shearer probably, Shearer plays against someone like Anderson, it's Anderson's first couple of games in the Premier League. The, the, um, the, 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 what, the, the, the instructions to Al, he wouldn't even need the instructions, will be rough him up, get him off his mm. game. You know what I mean? You need him to be focusing on you rather than just staying calm and playing for the team. You need him to start thinking he wants to hurt you, he wants to foul you, he wants to do that sort of stuff. And what I saw was, from Nunez, was, in certain incidents when he was just like, he's just running across there. He just, he just nudged him and, and done something to him that just made him like, fucking hell. And what people have to understand is when people say stuff like, welcome to the Premier League, it's not, it's not this fucking crunching tackle. It's accumulation of antagonizing somebody. Antagonizing. Also, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And the thing it's is, everywhere. right, I don't think that he's somebody like, I was reading on a couple of comments, people saying, I oh, need to bulk up, I need to get him in the gym. He needs to, he doesn't actually need to do it. Of course, he's going to need to get a little bit more physical in respects of backing in and challenges because like we've seen, he's great in the air. He's got great pace. I personally thought that his link-up play last night right? watching him, um, especially in the first half, there was opportunities for Robertson to pass into him and people to pass into him in, into that lane where you need him to make the move, link the play because I thought that Liverpool played into Palace's hands in the way that they couldn't go through the middle because I think Liverpool now, mm. especially without Thiago, they're lacking somebody who's going to pass it through those lines. You know, RV Elliott played well, but he's playing on the, on the outside of the game. He wasn't making thrusting passes into someone like Nunez to hold it up like how we'd see Firmino try and hold it up and then they link the play and go from the edge of the box there. They weren't doing that. And the only reason in the end why they scored their goal 
um, is where is when somebody done some in, unbelievable individual skill like he did um, Luis Diaz from out there cut inside and scores a fucking a a scores a fucking worldie. Right, that was the only way they were going to break them down because what I saw with Palace last night is that their game plan was we want them to go wide. We know they've got play, play, players who can put the ball in the box, but between Anderson, Gahey and Ward, they'll deal with that. They, I thought that the play for Liverpool was to try and get to, to, the, to the byline, cut back. Because them guys were mm. getting themselves situated on the six-yard box. But it wasn't happening because I didn't think that they could link the play well enough to get them in the deep areas. So, you know, it was one of those games for him where I could just see the frustration just building. I could see it building. I think, I think that first 20 minutes for Liverpool was so key mm. because... They had all the ball at one point. Was it like they started really, started really well? They had well, all yeah. the ball. They they were kind of really penning Palace in, and, and they, you know it was like right, they're going to score in a minute. This is going to mm. be three, four, or five. It really felt like that in the early stages. And Nunez, you could tell, was he had that one at the back post? Yeah, he tried tried with the, the volley. The yeah, post. yeah. If one of those goes in and he settles down a little bit, That's you know, the, needs, the thing, right? it just doesn't happen later on. But you know what happens in those in games like when you're going through a dip with a defender, right? I've played in those games. And all that mm. needs to happen for you is you need to have a couple of good touches, get the ball, go past them. Maybe they foul you. The fans get on your side because then the fans can see, oh, I know what he's trying to do. So then the fans yeah. will get on your side because you're doing a bit. Then if he just nicks one of those, I'm not sure. Could he have headed that one? I always feel with a big, with the number nine, when a cross comes across like that, I know that there was a, a player in front of him who kind of mistimed it and that may have put him off. I always feel that you've got to be attacking the back post because when you look at the height of his foot when he was trying to volley it in very difficult to control seeing it in the split second he did those are the things that you needed and then what happens is right is that you needed that to hit the target then the chance what he got where he chested it but he has to chest it back towards everybody because if he chests it to the left he's, he's, he's cutting out his angle for the goal so you're chesting yeah. it back into an area where the defender comes in to try and get that touch so those were the little margins that weren't quite working, weren't, weren't quite going for him, what would just build on the frustration. And this is why I'm fascinated with that yesterday. And he'll learn, he'll learn from yeah, it. for sure. But what was good about watching that was the culmination in the build-up and then in the end, the sending off. And then you look at it and you think mm. to yourself, okay, I get that. And like you say, Rai, I genuinely believe that for that to happen this early, in yeah, his Liverpool career, for, it's, it, you know, for a team that, let's face it, right, they can't afford to lose any games. It, a draw for Liverpool is like a loss and they know what it's yeah. like chasing down that fucking Man, you know, Man City side. Although, I th with a man down, they were really, really good. Mm. This is a good Palace side. Yeah. Like, Palace are legit, man. They are going to hurt some teams this Jeez. season and they remind me a little bit of, like, teams who maybe don't even qualify for Europe because I'm not sure if they're there yet. But they can they can kind of play kingmakers in where yeah. the title goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if you go if you have to go to Palace later in the season, I haven't checked the fixtures that far ahead. But if there's someone who is pushing for a Champions League spot or or the title late in the season, and I know it kind of goes into a little bit of the cliche when Liverpool threw it away that time with Suarez yes. at, at Selhurst Park, but now this new iteration of Palace under under Patrick Vieira with the players that they've got in there, the players coming back. Wilf, I think, Boy. getting a little bit more help and not having to play hero ball all the time, saying that the day after he scored an absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable goal, goal, which was... We'll go into that as well quickly as like, well. That's right? the thing about Wilf, it's like, you know he's got that. 
you know it's there and when he does it and he's so devastating you're kind of like oh my god man like how different things could have been for this guy if something had gone a certain way at a certain age you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah on, honestly because i say and i will I'll, I'll i'll back it and i'll continue to say it when fergie when fergie brought in ronaldo and you saw what ronaldo was doing in his early days and that we've seen what what ronaldo's gone on to be i could i could see the pattern of why you'd go for someone like wilfred zaha easily 100% i could see why you do it because the way he played last night it's all he, it's it's almost like he's he, he played the kind of game what you expect that's how he should be playing now nothing's bothering him you know they're not got a lot of the ball. He's working his fucking socks off. You know what I mean? He might be getting it now and then, every now and then, but he's just keeping everybody going. That's what he done last night. And then what we saw mm. from a Palace side was Liverpool's, <laughs> the mistake what Liverpool made for the goal was, was marginal. Because when the ball went out to, to Eze, for me, I believe that while the ball was in the air, I think that Fabinho should have already been close enough to challenge him. And then by the time the ball got to him, Fabinho had overcommitted himself. And you saw what, um, what Eze done. He just went through the two of them like, like they weren't there. Wilf was playing unbelievably last night, playing himself off of Nat Phillips. Just running off yeah. of Nat Phillips. So then once that went through, I was saying, okay, can you finish? Because remember the, the problem that Palace had against Arsenal was they missed very, very good chances. And I'm thinking, yep. can, can Wilf... When he took that chance, I was saying, this is, a, this is a performance. This is the performance you see from Wilfred Zaha. This is why, this is why you could see why Palace fans, and like you've just said, can say, if things, if the sliding doors had gone differently for him, if Fergie doesn't leave, he doesn't get involved. Yeah, that's in it. I mean, we talk about this every time hell, something good honestly, happens with Wilf Zaha, but that is, that is honestly you one can't of the help it because when you see him, when you career, see him yeah. in that kind of, when you see him in that scenario, like last night, playing with his head, Letting his ability, mm. you know, like giving those players that support and that encouragement to say, we've got Wilfred up there, man. We're fine. And let's face Dude, it, right. Like, he's, he, he could have scored, could have scored two more goals last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, it, but yeah. That's, the, that's, that's, the other, that's the other side of it where mm. you're just like, you've got to do better on those more, more Absolutely, of the time. Because, you know? yeah. yeah, against the calibre of team like that, right, simply because the, Patrick, the way he set the team up was brilliant. They were fantastic. Mm. The five and then the three and the two, and they work their socks off, all of them. And what you need, you need the striker who is good enough, like Wilf, to, we, we might get a couple of chances. We have to take them. You just have to be more ruthless with taking the chance. Because if Wilfred takes the chance, the second, the second chance, the touch for one of them where he ran through and then, you know, um, Alisson came out and, and blocked him. I was very surprised because that is, in a yeah, nutshell, yeah. what you're waiting for is the only striker when you've won, and he, he, he missed it. But I think that Palace... Slightly heavy touch yeah, before the yeah. finish, right? I think that Palace this season are going to really smash someone. They're going to smash like, someone. The, I know they've only got one point from their first two games, right? But based on the performances against, well, you know, one of only two teams yeah. who have won the opening two games, yeah. Arsenal. Mm. And against the Liverpool side at Anfield on a Monday night for yeah. the first home game of the season, and they come away with that with a point. I think that the era behind the scenes will be like, yeah, we've only got a point on the board, but we're good. You know, there was a period last season where where Brentford had that really bad run, and yes. Thomas Frank was just like, yeah, we're playing fine though. Yeah, we're playing. We're actually playing really well. And the same thing Thomas Tuchel said. I think when they drew at home to Burnley, 
and then went on a bit of a weird run, Chelsea. He was just like, no, I'm really happy with the performances. We're creating chances. We're going to be fine. And that's Patrick Vieira behind the scenes. Will, I, I imagine will just be like, guys. I'm not joking. The, right. play, the way we played these first two games yeah. against two different sides. We're going to be fine. And you know what? When you, and the thing, leaving Liverpool last night, knowing what it meant to Liverpool to have to win that game, leaving them last night, going under coach and whatever, you will be buzzing. Whoever the next game is. Mm. Because that was a performance where you think to yourself, that was a, a very good, resolute performance. They've got Villa at home next game. Villa, you see, that's a, brilliant, that's a brilliant game for both of them. But, but also, if you're Vieira, you're looking at that now. If you're drawing them up on the schedule and mm. you're kind of doing your own calculations in your head, that's three points. Like anything less than three points against Villa at home for Palace well, at yeah, the moment, yeah. for them, will be, I imagine, feel like a little bit of a disappointment. It, well, because I think that so, is yeah. how solid they're looking. Mm hmm. Yes, and and are. Villa are tricky to figure out, I think, at the moment. This is the thing about the Premier League this season, not wanting to go off on a bit of a tangent. No. But there's a large clump of teams who have really high ceilings, but also their flaws are, we don't know how low their flaws are yet. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's a big mid section of the Premier League this season, which is going to be like a bit of a free for all. Yes. Because we have this break because of the World Cup. I think that puts so much pressure on teams lower down the table sooner. Yeah, this they year. have to get it done. Because if, yeah, if, they, I, yeah. if, if someone's like hovering in 16th for a okay, month no. in November yeah. and then you come back and you have that massive run of fixtures over Christmas and New Year, that's not a happy place to be. The thing with that, right, is nail on the head in respects of, you know what it's like when you get the international break? Mm. Whether you're going into the international break and you've got momentum or you've gone into international break and you've kind of lost momentum and then you have the break and you're like, oh, fuck. We've got to <laughs> sit on going. this and wallow and <laughs> yeah. stew in this. Can you imagine? Can yeah. you imagine? Let's say, for instance, you look at the way West Ham have started. You know, Forrest. Forrest, I'm, I'm really pleased for Forrest to get something. They, you, you just need, because when you come up, right, you just need, you need something because if you, if you don't get um, a draw or the win or something, especially from the team's that you'll go against, like, Forrest would go into that game against West Ham and say, you know what? Yes, they are good. They've got, but you know what? This is the kind of game at home, first game, we have to get something out of. Yeah, and in the end, get off and running. Yeah, you running. want to get off and running because yeah. I feel for them because if they do not, like the way Fulham have started, they've got, obviously they're going to have to keep that up. I think Forrest, Forrest will play more and they, I think they'll play a bit more into people's hands where people will, people will try and suck them on and then play through them. They've got to be more careful for me, you know. And then who else was there? So um, Forrest, Fulham Bournemouth. and Bournemouth. Same with Bournemouth. I think that Bournemouth and Fulham. <laughs> Bournemouth got pepped. <laughs> oh, their patterns, the Scott Parker patterns. The patterns that Scott Parker has Bournemouth playing, they're amazing. They're amazing. I don't think we'll be able to stop them. They're yes, so good. They're so good. 4-0. Thank you very Four much. Bam. You know, the thing is, with Bournemouth and the way they started and the same with Fulham which, which may hinder Forrest is that they know exactly what to expect from the start of, of, of this Premier League season. They've been here before, they've been here for, and they know what you need to do and like we say, right, going into a month off, someone's going to have to be down there and it's going to be interesting to see who that's going to be and that's why, I don't know, right, maybe do you think that's why Fulham have started so quickly? I think Bournemouth were all over Villa. They were all over him. Just like how I said mm. about how Fulham were all over Liverpool. Can they keep that up? Because that's what they're going to have to do. It's going to be, it's going to be very, mm. very tough. But for me, Palace, I think, I, and knowing Patrick like I know him, that, that 
he's looking to get further than he's looking to break the top ten. Yeah, oh, and I think he's got yeah. the kind of team right, especially if they make a couple more signings. I think they need something else in the midfield to to go along with with Eze. Um, and Jeffrey Schlupp is very underrated because they've got they, they've got a lot of grit in there. Yeah, yeah, they, they need can do a, with like a bit more of a ball player. I think you know someone who can get it right when so because what you saw with Liverpool is that Liverpool were all over him, and even when Palace got it, they they were able to bang, 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 break. But you need someone at some stage to say, right, let's hold it, take this thing, let's pass around them for a bit, then then get out, so as we can get a bit of the ball and then manage the game a little bit. You're not going to manage it a lot against Liverpool, but you need somebody. And I don't think Eze's the one, because Eze's the one who can play a bit further mm. on, beat players like we saw him do, and then progress into the, uh, into the um, opponent's half. They need somebody. He's a final third player. Yeah. Yeah. We need somebody in that, that six. Maybe Decorey might be the one, but you need somebody yeah. who can get it. Because I like I'm him. Me too. I think he looks good. He's looked good. I've seen the last couple yeah. of games, the cramps kicked in and that's what the Premier League does, man. The Premier League works you and the cramps kicked in on him. But hopefully he's the one because when, if Palace can get to control the game and then have their little spell where they go bam, 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 Wilf, bam, 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 Mateta, whoever it's going to be, they're going to cause teams 100%. so much problems. 100%. So many problems. You know, I, I hope that happens. Now you mentioned earlier. I'm going to do. A, I'm going to. I'm going to absolutely shoehorn a segue in here. Are you ready? I'm going to shoot I'm going to, I'm going to segue shoot. from from some <laughs> from a point that people probably forgot that we'd even spoken about. Go on. You were talking about experienced centre forwards. Sorry, experienced mm. defenders against up and coming centre forwards. I had the kind of inverse mm. of that at the Emirates on Saturday. You were there. You had a young. Oh my god. Centre back William Saliba in his first competitive home start for Arsenal against mm. the wily old fox yes in Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Vardy despite scoring an own goal which mm. really wasn't actually that much of a howler yeah. it happens he put in a really impressive performance again I thought Saliba right. he's the real deal I think well this is what I'm saying about um, they probably you know, the way Vardy plays, he's not the centre forward. If he gets close to you, he'll try and he'll hammer into you and do that sort of stuff. But you watch the way Saliba plays, he looks like he's in total control of every single thing what he's surveying. He's in total control. One of the most, one of the most wonderful things I've seen for a long time at a football stadium I saw um, in that game. Mm. When he scores the own goal, the reaction of the fans and the ovation every time he touched the ball for a, a couple of times afterwards was the kind of thing if I'm playing I'm thinking wow yeah I'm loving this I'm loving this he did not put a foot wrong in that game no he's great we saw you know uh, his, his positional play you know what I mean he's tackling he's passing out of the back again you're thinking to yourself you know you, you, you want to see him you want to see him up against Haaland of course you do because that's a whole different kind of test yeah. You know, we want to see that, 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 and that will happen. But you know what? Looking at him now, and without going over the top, you're looking at a centre-half that has every single attribute to go on to be unbelievable. He's, he's going on to do brilliant things. Do you know what I th- And Sorry, you could see, you could see why in such a short space of time, he's made the national squad. Mm. Because the, the composure, composure passing out the back, the, the timing of the tackles, 
for for what twenty one? Jesus Christ! I, I, there's there's been a bit of a track Fucking record of Arsenal gold. signing good defenders, but also that have these moments, especially in their first few starts, when you're just like, <laughs> like well, you're a bit like, yeah. uh, with Saliba, the own goal is probably the first time. It's the it's the only thing that we've seen so far that's a bit like, okay, that's 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 in the negative column, but even that happens to the very best, very best, and you know, trying to trying to cut out a cross. Um, I heard Jamie, Jamie um, Carragher, who I've got pure love for in his analysis, and he scored enough fucking own goals to have, <laughs> have a major say on I mean, it, right? He said that if you score an own goal, just completely you score an own goal, you're, <laughs> he says, if you've scored an own goal, you're in the wrong position because you're stretching or whatever, which was, which, which was a good point. But I think at 21, you know what I mean? That's, the, that's, that's not a problem. But if we could, like, if we could just switch it to Johnny Evans coming up against uh, a Gabriel Jesus um, with, I'm not saying a point to prove, but like listening to his interview afterwards and hearing him saying, listen, I, I, I loved my time at City. I loved my time at City. It was great, but I just want to play. We are now seeing a number nine <laughs> who's just been let off the leash in respects of go and fucking cause mayhem because that's the kind of game, right? And I'm not being disrespectful to Johnny Evans, but there's people who say, well, you're about to be because you're saying that first to, to Mark, Mark Card. <laughs> Fact is, it's the kind of game and the only thing that will keep him going, right, is the fact that it was Jesus and we're talking about one of the elite players in this league. It's the kind of game where you start thinking, it's um, maybe, maybe I need to start thinking about you know, the time. Oh my God. I'm going to send him to the, you know, no, 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 because like, no, 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 because I remember playing against people like Phil Babb, um, Real Ferdinand, you know, when, um, you know, I'm putting Phil Babb in there simply because he was quick. He was at Liverpool, um, at Coventry before Liverpool. But I remember some, some things, what he'd done, what used to get me time and space. And he was there, same with Rio, you know what I mean? Um, it makes you feel the same with Michael Jubilee, those guys that make you start thinking in your head, my time is short. Yeah. Because the way for, 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 for Jesus from the goalkeeper to, to knock a long ball and have a great ball from Ramsdale, for him to, to be able to flick it on and then go mm. and get the flick on before the defenders got to it, then back into him, turn him, and then get the shot off, which he was disappointed he didn't score, is where you start to think, well. I'm losing my powers. It just happens. It's not like I'm, I'm not being nasty here. It's the kind of game when you get to that age, because I've been at the age. Hmm. And then when you finish the game right, you go in the dressing room, you sit down, you're doing your stuff, everybody's talking about it, But you are thinking about, well, there's a time where that doesn't happen. Time. Uh, do you know what though? Also being kind uh, and giving Johnny Evans the benefit of the doubt, because I still think he's a good defender and he's been great since he, he went to Leicester. There's a specific kind of subgenre of, striker that's just moved to a new club may have been slightly underappreciated. Players have played against them, but they've played against them in a different context. They've played against them for a Manchester City side where Gabriel Jesus wasn't the first choice, would either come on as a substitute, maybe start wide, start centrally, but it's a different kind of play. He's not, he's, you know, if you just look at, and I don't want to go amateur psychologist, like armchair psychologist and analyse body language, but his whole aura and demeanor is completely different. Mm. There's, no, there's no shy, slightly sheepish, 
Gabriel Jesus that we saw a lot at Manchester City, there is a like there's a little bit there, of like, there's a little yeah. bit of alpha there, yeah, which man, I, major I alpha, honestly alpha I didn't energy. I didn't think having watched I think when he first came League, right when he first bit, came yeah, a little bit you you're just, right yeah yeah when he first so, came so you're saying I think to, that to, to, in. to go to go all Carl Anchorism he came and he had that dog in him and gradually <laughs> the dog got taken out of him it got taken out of him and then and now he's got the, the dog back, back in him again dog back in because when you looked at the way he played he could have scored four goals and I think that listening to him say that um, at half time he, he got the analysts to show him his misses you know he got them to that's, show him his misses a, yeah that's, that's yeah, but you know, and then you know, to, then to hear him in his interview giving Eddie, in, Eddie Ketty a love. I loved this. It's I honestly, this. it's it's all yeah, a part, part of the this? leadership. This is a yeah, really but, interesting dynamic to me that we just don't think you know. You know what people don't, don't understand, understand. Yeah, understand because you've got to understand it from Eddie Ketty's perspective. Finish season, scoring goals, gets his contract. We don't know what's happening with him leading all the way through to the last stages of his contract. Is he going to sign? Ain't he going to sign? We want him to stay. Ain't he going to stay? We don't know if Jesus is coming. Finishes the season brilliantly for us. Then, you know, then we buy Jesus. You know what I mean? After now he's signed his new five-year deal. And then you've got to think, you've got to put yourself in Eddie's shoes. It's like, oh, what? I'm, I'm behind him now. I've just been behind mm -hmm. Lacazette and Aubameyang. But what Eddie's got to understand is he's behind an elite, I'm not saying them guys weren't elite, but an elite striker and he will get enough games where he can play. But what I saw, even when Eddie came on, for the little time he came on, was a different energy. A different yeah. energy because he's training with someone like that every day. You're hearing Gabriel Jesus saying about them doing the finishing. He says he's a, he's a brilliant player. He's going to be a great player. And Arsenal have two very good strikers here now. Those words yeah. for Eddie from somebody who's a leader in the group like we just found out him and Jack are leaders in the group to, go, to help um, Martin Erdegaard. To hear those words will infuse Eddie because he'll know that he's got the time. And what we'll see, and I guarantee people watch Eddie the way he plays now. Like for instance, if he plays in a Europa League game or if he plays instead of Jesus, or there's a different energy to him simply because this Jesus, who I think that, that um, Mikel Arteta has probably said to him, listen, we got this guy here and we, we believe that he's the real deal. We know you're the real deal, but we need you to help him. You know, because that was unprompted for him to give him that love in the, um, in, in, in the interview. He doesn't have to do it right. He doesn't no, have I agree. to do and it. You know you know? What I, do you know what I genuinely love about this is that what, you know, think of who were our number nine, number nine and number 14 last season. Mm. You know, you had Oba and you had Laka who were really tight. Mm-hmm. And this season, you've brought someone new in who's taking the number nine shirt. Mm -hmm. Eddie's taking the number 14. Yeah. And they seem to be clicking really clicking, well and yeah. having or developing a similar friendship to Ober and Laka. Yeah. But instead of 31 and 33, they're 23 and 25. Wow. Like, so, you know, Arsenal have even, got even younger this season, uh, mm. which for a side that, well, for a squad that was one of the youngest in the Premier League last year, mm. like younger but more dynamic and more ruthless yes. that is fucking hard to do you know and i think that it's early days yeah, it yes is. yeah conceding a couple of goals but respond i think the, the best thing about this was the response mm. like the response that each one was kind of like arsenal always felt like maybe it felt like they had another gear i just think all around it was it was really encouraging and 
the, the best there's a there's a, the best thing at this stage of the season is to pick up points and win yes. games, but also being able to highlight small areas Absolutely. that you can improve. And then watch it, watch and, that's the, and get momentum. Yeah, and get momentum. Yeah. But you know what I wanted to do quickly is um, the Ashburton Army at the clock end. You know those guys who now Arsenal have now given them the opportunity for all of them to be together, right down the bottom there at the clock end. It's almost similar to what Palace have done um, mm-hmm. in their at their stadium and. I thought it was really, I thought it was a brilliant, it was brilliant. It's a brilliant start. And yeah. I think that that will only get better because they were continuing to make noise. They were continuing to sing and they just kept going. And I think, I think that that's going to be a massive addition to the atmosphere there because we need it. We need it. And you know what? I like the fact that we're really quite close to the opposing fans because it, it, they're, right, they're right there and they're ready to go. And you could feel it. I loved it. I loved watching that the other day. It was, it was something that was quite like, yes, there's, you know, there's so many things that's coming together and the way Mikel's knitted the fans, the players, the, the, you know, the, the, the fans with the club now. We'll see if the players can continue to thrive off of this momentum. You know, it, it, could, it could be good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's funny you say that because like the harmony and stuff because it's like you had the you had the do you remember when like Mikel and Jonas but was it they both, they both signed, signed together yeah and they did the, they did that thing together yeah. the video yeah. and actually this week you had the uh, women's players yeah, coming the back from, winners, international, yeah. from the international break in the mm. summer and they were being welcomed by like both, both squads were together because you had like yeah. Leah and Picayo Lotta came yeah. back and they were you know uh, Rafaela with a Copper America Feminina medal yeah. and you know, it was just like, yeah, it just seems to be that it's together, right? A- we're, we're together, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a fuck because you could see, and I, I, well, it's just been so disjointed yeah. for a while, especially with what's going on. I mean, a lot of people are making not comparisons, but especially with what's going on at Manchester yeah, United. I was going to mention that at the moment, mm. and I think it's really key to, to point out that obviously, like you know, I don't think there are any illusions among Arsenal fans. It's like they're not back in the Champions mm. League. They've not pushed for a title yet. Like there is a long way to go before you can deem it an overall success yes. in silverware mm-hmm. terms. But I think in terms of how pro- how far progress, away a lot of people yeah. have felt from the yeah. club over the last decade, mm-hmm. it's kind of just each step making steps of progress. Absolutely. But the thing is, right, what you see is like we're talking about at the moment, the club, we're not hearing no noise from owner stuff, everything, what they've done from the time Mikel's been there to this point, they've, it's literally turned on its head, the noise. And then, you know, mm. you just mentioned them yeah. and you look at Man United and we've got to mention the great Swiss, Ram- Swiss Ramble. Swiss? Is that the basketball the edition Swiss, of Swiss Ramble? Swiss, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, great, the great Swiss Ramble. He put a thread on. It's brilliant reading mm. um, in respects of like the detail, but it's fucking tragic. Yeah. It's tragic to read. Like if, even like watch, watching um, the sky the other day and listening to Jamie and Gary with their points. They both had great points. Why they had to, why it had to turn into a, an argument he kind of like, Jamie, look at me when I'm talking to you. It's like, what the that fuck? That was weird. Man went Thomas Tuchel on him. Uh, honestly, it went, well, Thomas Tuchel, let go of my hand, man. But like, the thing is, is that, um, it's, it's so sad. And I said it on the, on the Premier League show, I'm not going to do the, um, the jumping on this, uh, this Man United bandwagon of hammering, hammering, hammering. That place is going through fucking turmoil. This yeah, isn't the time. Yeah. And fans, fans, fans are not going to thingy that. I mean, right? yeah, I mean Moose and I talked it, a lot about it on, on Stadio in terms yeah. of football, from the football sense, because I think that everyone knows yeah. 
everyone knows like the the behind it's the scenes fucking stuff. Horrible, and right? Musa said it on um uh, Musa said it with you last week, right? Where he said uh, the the primary the primary objective is to is is shareholder dividends. I mean, bear in mind this is a football club whose stock price is actually worth less now than it was when it yeah. was first floated. Yeah, when they bought it. Right. The thing is, I don't want to go. Deep. No, no, because we've done it. I tell you what, it was. Ve- it would be very easy because remember, it's funny because it's the same place. The way some pundits, let's face it, and I know they are, when Arsenal lost at Brentford at the start of last season, knowing how long a season is and how it can work out, I was very, very surprised with that. I remember I was sitting in that crowd because I was doing the game got and the memed people by used the New York Knicks got, fan I account. Got, I, got, I got memed, bro. <laughs> But the New York Knicks, bro. And you know what? You think to yourself, yeah, but football's a crazy game. Yeah. And then you look, you, you, you go a year later, you know, not, not too far off the same day, maybe a couple of weeks from that, but, and you see Man United get arguably one of the worst beatings in their, in their history. You know, um, and I, I didn't find it funny at all because I, I, I'm, I, I played against Man United, the Man United sides, that put Man United on the map. I'm not talking, you know what I mean? Of course we could talk about 68 in their European, the Bobby Charlton, George Best, all the stuff. But the fact is, I'm talking about the Man United that after 26 years, this team um, made Man United like one of the greatest football clubs in the world. You know, yeah. and this is I mean, why- 30, this is why 30 year yeah. anniversary of the Premier League. Thank you very much. You played through some of those played great through, sides, Absolutely. Yeah. So to see them fall like this and watching the players, watching players on the pitch, Last time I think I saw players, I remember England, Iceland, right? In, um, in, the, in, the, in the Euros. It's one of the first times I could properly say I saw players petrified to play. They were petrified. Mm-hmm. They were making the kind of mistakes that you're thinking, these guys are now, they've gone. And you know That's what gone. I mean? To watch Man United like that now, it's not, it's not fun for me. You know what I mean? I don't know how many years this is going to take, but you know what? I, from the fans' point of view, who have been protesting from the day one, Yes. Telling us everything, like I mentioned, Swiss Ramble and what he said. They've been saying that from time. Obviously, we've seen it accrue more and more money's what they've taken out. And, you know, the saddest thing, obviously, the money's that Man United still are able to generate is why they can spend a billion quid on players. It just shows you get the wrong people running. So that's why I say now, as much as our owners have, like, have been very quiet, they're letting our managers do their thing someone's got to buy that club and let them, let them do their thing now. Yep. Because it's, it's got to a place now, right, where, for Man United fans, where this is wrong. It's like Newcastle. What he was doing at Newcastle was, for me, to the fans, wrong. Yeah. What the Glazers are doing to that football club is it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Simple as that. It's wrong. The only problem is, and we talked about it on, on Stadio, but just like, it's got to the stage now where there is so much to fix. Mm. It's going to take so long but they need to do it quick hopefully we're giving flowers today to to someone aren't we ray yeah some quick flowers jamie bino giddens you go to the bundesliga for flowers going for bundesliga for flowers because when you see this guy with his story you know a lot about him right well i wouldn't say i know a lot about him but he's trod a familiar path mm. so for those who don't know about him he's 18 years old he has only just turned 18 mm-hmm. as well. A place for Borussia Dortmund. He, he came to Borussia Dortmund at, I think he was 16. Yes. Uh, and he came from Manchester City. Yes. And before that, he was, he was he's at Reading at seven, Manchester City at 14. And he's another one of those players that have been at Man City that said, no, I'm going to leave here. You know, he's played. Yeah, yeah. 
he's played like he's he's always played above his age group. You know, like playing, yeah, he had a really yeah. quick progression yes. from like he went he got into the England under 18s and then only played twice before being promoted to the England under 19s. Mm-hmm. Um, Dortmund in 2020, he went to Dortmund in 2020. Yeah, he's been there a couple of years mm-hmm. now. Which I mean, it's like we said a lot with with Jaden and and with Jude as well. You know, moving to Germany mm-hmm. at a young age when you know, say like 16, 17, 18, when you've grown up in 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 England or the UK, is a bit is a big culture shock. It can be quite tricky to adjust. So it's a it's a sign of what Dortmund offers you yes. as a footballer in a footballing sense that so many people go there. Anyway, the reason we're giving him flowers is because he scored yes. his first Bundesliga goal on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As Dortmund beat Freiburg, we mentioned it on Stadio. Uh, they beat Freiburg three one. You know, what I love about it, right? Is that he said, um, obviously, like he, he mentioned, like when Jen Sancho was at City, he was doing bits, you know, scoring in the mm. 18, scoring every game. And he says, he said, you've got to take stuff. And he mentioned you've got to take stuff from other people to make the best version of yourself. He says, you've now you've got to score and assist to be the best. You know what I mean? For 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 what eighteen? If you've got that mindset now. You know, fingers crossed he steers clear of, 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 um, of injuries and that. But he's on a good trajectory. He sounds like his mind's right. And this is why I'm probably giving him flowers because I love to hear and see somebody of that age with their mind right. He's not afraid to come out of their comfort zone, go somewhere and knuckle down, get it done, stay focused. And that's why he's, he's, he's getting flowers. Yeah, yeah. We're giving him flowers. You know, I'm going to give some flowers to the um, Ashburton Army, the young, the, that young batch of Arsenal fans that have taken it upon themselves to get together and sing their hearts out for the lads. You know, long may that continue. You're getting flowers. They'll say, fuck, aren't you flowers? <laughs> no, you're getting flowers and you take those flowers and give them to your mum or something, but you're getting them because I think that's needed at our club. And what, what I saw in, that mo- in those moments was them get the whole crowd going. So flowers for you guys as well. Yeah, man. All right, man, listen, I'm going to leave you to it. Listen right. I love you, man. So Love you too, man. Have a lovely day. Thanks for coming, bro. Thanks, okay. Thanks for having me. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Enjoy your woolly hat in the most obscene heat that we've ever had. <laughs> Look how much I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I know, in well, a I'm not surprised you've got a woolly hat on in August. My missus ain't here. So, you know, I'm doing super stuff. <laughs> it's lovely. Doing super stuff. I'm going to do the Gary Lineker. Have a word with him. Have a woolly hat on in, uh, in August. <laughs> All right, man. Much love. I'll see you later, later dude. Okay, thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much to Ryan Hun. What, we're two weeks in, in the season. And it's so exciting. So exciting. I'm really, really looking forward to the rest of this Premier League. And I, I suppose, you know, I can't lie. Arsenal, you know, 100% record at the moment. That does help. But at the same time, there's so much going on in the Premier League. I'm so happy to be involved in it. Listen, we'll speak again next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, we'll talk about something. Take it easy, guys. I love it.